I'm Laurie Mallon, and this is the Results Without Restriction podcast, the show where results have nothing to do with weight and everything to do with setting and reaching health and fitness goals that focus on what we're achieving and not what we're losing. We'll talk about deprogramming from diet culture and get expert advice on reclaiming your relationship with food and movement. Join me on this journey to get results without restriction. Welcome, everyone. I am here with Tasha Knight, who is a certified health education specialist, a certified yoga instructor, and a health coach. She teaches her clients to use mindfulness, yoga, and self-care practices to help them build their confidence and love themselves every day. Welcome, Tasha. Hi. Thank you, Lori. Thank you for having me. I'm excited, Tasha, because you are our first yoga expert on the show. And for me personally, I think yoga is so important, such an important part of being intentional about our wellness journey. So I'm really excited to hear what you're going to talk to us today about. So what I like to do with all of my guests first is we start with your backstory, right? Like this is your, your superhero origin story. I love to know what brought you to the place where this, you know, being a, a yoga teacher and health coach is is how you're helping everyone. So why don't you tell us about that? Um, well, I first of all, I love the idea of being a superhero. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, you're totally, all of all of my guests are superheroes. And you, you guys should all be wearing capes as far as I'm concerned. So I love it. Um, so my backstory, I am actually a former teacher. So I'm, I'm have an education background. And I, when I was teaching it, something started to stir in me that it was more than just teaching, you know, vocabulary and math facts to my students. I really became kind of involved in them as a whole person. And uh, that journey led me to leave the traditional classroom. And I started teaching more nutrition education and children's cooking classes. And that drove um, me to go to a health coaching training program because I wanted to learn more about nutrition. I wanted to learn more about helping people and how to um, help people to get healthy. And I went with the intention to gain the knowledge to help others, but what actually happened was I ended up helping myself, (laughs) right? And isn't that the way that it goes? So I started to apply, you know, the principles that I was learning, you know, really changing up the food that I eat, working on building my own wellness lifestyle. And that, um, that is what led me to create a coaching program that would help people by what I had learned, right? So I was doing my own training, um, applying these practices to myself, and I wanted to share that with others. And eventually, that led me to yoga. And it was actually by accident. Um, I happened to be practicing yoga because I felt like that was a wellness practice that I should apply to my own healing. And I really enjoyed it. And I loved it so much that I ended up signing up for a yoga teacher training. And that was the next part of really healing myself and really um, enhancing my wellness journey. So the health coaching training and the yoga teacher training really allowed me to work on myself which then allows me now to help others because I see what worked for me 
And they really pair beautifully. The principles of yoga really pair beautifully with the principles that I feel are important for building a wellness lifestyle and creating healthy habits. So that's my journey from the classroom to now coach and yoga instructor. So that that's my superhero origin story. I love it. So a big part of what you walk your clients through when you are coaching is what you call the 13 points of wellness. And this is the foundation of of your coaching program. So can you walk us through these 13 points? It actually came to me on the subway. So I'll give you a little backstory on that. Um, You know, I was kind of thinking about where I was going to go with my coaching and how I wanted to help others. And I was sitting on the subway and I was just, you know, you zone out there. And I was kind of thinking about what have I done? You know, what have I applied to my own self? Because I, you know, I'm starting to get better. I'm definitely healing myself in different ways, physically, mentally, emotionally. And all of a sudden it just popped into my head wellness 13, these 13 points, like what are these things that you have done to help your own self? I ran straight home and began furiously writing them all down. And I came up with these principles that I feel are really important to creating a wellness lifestyle. So the first one is goal setting. Because without goals, where can we go, right? That's what drives us forward and gives us the plan. So goal setting, Um, working on our nutrition. I don't talk about any certain type of way to be eating. It's all really about listening to your body and understanding what to feed your body, drinking lots of water and the food that you're putting in. Meal prepping, again, planning ahead. Right. So helping to cook, uh, cook and be prepared so that we're not just mindlessly snacking or just grabbing something quickly Right, that we have um, a little bit more prepared. I know when I'm prepared, I tend to eat a little bit better. The fourth is moving your body, you know, with 30 to 60 minutes of exercise um, or walking or yoga, weights, whatever it is that moves you, um, just getting your body moving. Right. We tend to be a very sedentary culture. So getting our body moving. Number five is sleep. And these are not in any particular order, by the way. (laughs) They all kind of bleed together. Getting enough sleep, creating a bedtime routine. So we're shutting off our electronics, right? And really getting a restful, um, comfortable sleep. Those are all kind of like having to do with the physical part of you. And then the rest of it really has to do with our mental and emotional state and our well-being. Knowing your worth. I work um, mostly with women. And I think that we have a hard time knowing our worth and setting boundaries in our confidence building. I know for my own self by gaining that confidence, understanding who I am has really helped me go forward in my business and just in my life, right? And being um, not being afraid to be who I am. So knowing your worth is very, very important to me. That's, I think, one of my biggest uh, points of wellness that I talk about. I ask clients always to write a love letter to themselves. And you would be surprised that that is the hardest thing I ask them to do. It's a 13-week, three-month program, and I'll ask them pretty early on. And some of them, by the end of the program, still are having difficulty writing this love letter to themselves, you know, really digging deep. So to me, that's such an important point of wellness is when we feel confident and we feel good in who we are, that allows us to develop all the rest of the other principles, right? We really want to dive into being well. So that one's a really huge one for me. Um, And along with knowing your worth, another point is your community and your relationships, right? Like who you surround yourself with. 
um, you know, your friends, your family, uh, even your in your job, your coworkers, right? Who are you speaking with every day? But it's not just that. It's also what you who you follow on social media, right? Like that's so important, who you're following, what you're listening to, what you're taking in every day. So is that a positive connotation or negative connotation? And I... I've gone through and I've, you know, deleted accounts that I follow because I feel like it wasn't giving me that positivity that I wanted to feel first thing in the morning or in the afternoon when I'm, you know, scrolling through. I want to I want to have that positivity or that support or that confidence building. So I believe that's really important. Your community is is really up there. Another one is making time for your hobbies or your passions. Right. A lot of us, we work, work, work. Right. And I have a very strong work ethic. You know, I'm running my own business, so I have to. (laughs) Right. I have to discipline myself. But I think that we tend to, like, forget our hobbies or they get, you know, kind of pushed off or things that we were passionate about when we were younger or things that we love to go do. And they kind of get put to the wayside. So that's really important to making sure that you're making time for that. And along with that is your self-care, which is filling your own cup. And self-care is way more than taking a bubble bath, (laughs) right? Right. It's taking time for yourself. It's shutting off your phone. It's going in, you know, if you live in a house with other people, going in the other room, closing the door for five minutes, right? Just taking your own time. And also part of your self-care is scheduling those hobbies that I talked about earlier, right? So making sure that you have time to read a book if that's what you like, watch a TV program. These are part of your self-care, right? Making sure that you take time for yourself and being selfish about it. And selfish is not a dirty word. Like it's okay to be a little selfish, right? And your self-care. Another point is your purpose. Are you living in your values? I find when people are not aligned with their values or aligned with who they are at their core, They tend to have the anxiety or I know for me, depression comes on if I'm doing things that I'm not enjoying or not in alignment with who I am. Um, People don't want to continue those activities, right? If you're working in a place that is not aligned with your values or you go do something that you're at your core, you're like, this just doesn't feel right. So understanding your values and your purpose really gives you, again, that confidence to go forward in your life, right? And it builds around who you are and what you do every day in your lifestyle. Since we already talked about me being a yoga instructor, obviously on my 13 points of wellness, I have mindfulness, uh, meditation, breath work, yoga, that mind-body connection, which is so important um, to have. We all have so much stress in our lives and, you know, that's where self-care comes in. But also there's also that yoga moving your body, connecting with your breath, having that understanding, um, taking that meditation time. And there's so many different forms of meditation. I know we're not here. We don't have the time for that. Um, that's another, That maybe that's another time. That's a whole other episode. Absolutely. I agree. Let's schedule that one. <laughs> and my last two points of wellness are manifesting abundance. So your mindset, right, getting in that abundance mindset rather than that scarcity mindset that um, everything is, you know, working out, Um, the universe has your back, you are completely abundant. And that's not just in money, right? Abundant in your friends, abundant in your family, in your joy, in your happiness. And the last one, which is I feel the most important, so even though it's last, is gratitude. Having gratitude for your life, having gratitude for who you are 
having gratitude for just everything, just being grateful and thankful and appreciative and showing that gratitude every day in some way, however you do that. That um, is my 13 points of wellness that I believe are very important to creating a wellness lifestyle to build up your confidence and bring you joy every day. Tasha, I love those. Can we talk about a couple of those for a minute? Because I feel like, so I, I know a lot of health coaches. I know a lot of people in the health and wellness like business. And I don't think that there are enough of them using, you know, kind of delving into the areas that you are in terms of um, tapping into your purpose and your values and gratitude and things like that. I see a lot of, you know, fitness, nutrition, sleep, a lot of the physical stuff, but a lot of the things that you're tapping into here are mental and emotional, and they have a huge impact on your physical well-being. So one thing that you mentioned was community. How important is that? Like you said, the messages that you're taking in, what are you absorbing from all of the, the people and even, you know, your coworkers, your family, your friends, your social media? What are the messages that you're receiving subcon- and subconsciously like, you know, regurgitating or, or internalizing for your own life? Like take a minute and think about that. I don't know that, that a lot of people do that. No, I I don't think they do. Because when I bring this up with clients, you know, I ask them, you know, who do you speak to or see on a daily basis? And then I ask them, what accounts are you following on your social media on a daily basis? What is the message that's being sent to you? And, you know, I relate it to think about if you you have an idea, right? Like you're going to start a business or you want to go after this other job. Right. And then is there someone in your life who's like, "Mm, do you really want to take that risk? Do you really want to do that? Oh, but then you'll be starting at the bottom of that company. Or do you know enough to do that? You know, unfortunately, there is all all of us have at least one person who does that. Right. (laughs) And I mean, it's appreciative in a sense where you're like, oh, good. These are questions I should ask myself. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, we want, we, it's like we want a cheering section, not people who are going to be like, you can do everything. You know, you do want people to be realistic to you and have you think about those thoughts about, can I actually do this? But if that's what you're hearing from your community all the time, maybe you need another community or maybe you need to add some other people into your community who are like, no, I have done this. It's hard, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So having people that have your back, but also are going to keep you down to earth, right? They're going to be realistic with you that maybe this isn't the best time to do that. Or what about if you did it this way? Or, you know, yes, you want people to be truthful to you, but you also want people who are going to support you and lift you up. And that also goes for, you know, especially women, right? Like when you succeed, do you turn around and pull the person behind you up? Or is it, well, I succeeded and I'm here now. You know, <laughs> so you want to have that that support group who they're looking out for you, but they're also lifting you up. Mm-hmm. So it's a good balance. I love that. The other thing that you mentioned that I don't think you know has enough attention on it is hobbies. So having these activities that you're doing that aren't necessarily I'm going to use air quotes here productive right? They're not part of your work. They're not like family time, but they're things that you do just for you that you really get, you know, a lot of enjoyment out of and having that space to do the things that you love to do. I think there's a lot of value there. And I don't think that enough coaches and and wellness practitioners are really 
talking about that? Uh, the word that that stuck out to me of what you just said in that sentence was the word productive, right? Productivity. This is we think that we always have to be doing something, right? We mm -hmm. always have to be productive. We always have to be working, creating, making something. And what happens is that's how we reach burnout, right? That's a whole nother episode, but that's how burnout happens, right? Because we're not taking the time. We're only thinking about being productive. We're not thinking about rest. We're not thinking about doing something else that brings us joy. And work can bring us joy. Don't get me wrong. My work does. Teaching yoga, coaching clients brings me joy. But I love being able to sit down on a Sunday night and read a book. I love to be able to, you know, pour myself a really nice cup of tea on Friday evenings because I know I teach yoga Saturday morning. So Friday evenings, I relax with my cup of tea. There's probably a book happening as well there. Um, clearly books is top of my hobbies. <laughs> um, so when I do that, I know I'm going to be productive on Saturday morning, right? Because now I've taken my time. I've had my cup of tea. I've had my book Friday night. And I know Saturday morning, I'm going to get up and teach yoga. I'm probably going to go food shopping. I might clean my apartment, right? Like I'm going to be productive because I allowed myself that time to recharge. And I think that one of the things that I ask my clients to do actually is because now I'm a planner and I'm old school. I actually have a paper, you know, the planner book I bought at Target, not even my phone. Um, but I think I ask my clients to plan your hobbies. I know it sounds silly, but we plan work, right? We know what times we're going to be at work. We plan this. So and plan this, you plan that. Plan your hobbies, plan your self-care right? Like put them in your calendar or even in your mind if you, you know, if you're not going to write them down, but really putting that in there that, you know, I'm going to go have dinner with my friend on this night because that is, a, seeing my friends is part of my hobbies, something I love to do, having a, um, a wonderful dinner, right? Put that in your calendar because you're going to do that. And when you do, you're going to feel really productive because you allowed yourself the time. You're not feeling angry that you're constantly working or constantly on. You've given, you've allowed yourself that space to take that break and to take that rest and to, again, prioritize yourself. I love that. So one of the things that you said that I'm wholly in agreement here with is that self-care is more than bubble bath. It is, uh, it, it's a whole slew of activities that are basically putting boundaries around your resources, your time, your energy, your space. And it's critical. Like self-care, I think, has gotten this reputation for being frivolous or luxurious, but it's critical. It absolutely has gotten that reputation of frivolous. And this is why I said earlier, selfish is not a dirty word. Like mm -hmm. go ahead and be selfish, right? Take your time. I think that now we're starting to understand that, I think people are starting to understand that more and more since given what's been going on over the past couple of years. But, and I think that people now are prioritizing their self-care. And it it is, it is more than, you know, a bubble bath. I completely, you know, that's, I always say that. <laughs> but, um, you know, again, reading books, that's my form of self-care. Um, exercise, maybe that's a form of self-care, right? Um, I love the most important word that you just said, boundaries. Mm. 
that is the number one form of self-care. Not massage, not bubble bath, not any of the boundaries, right? And it's boundaries around your time and your energy. Our energy is currency, right? Mm -hmm. Energy is our currency. It really is. We have so much every day. And where we dole that out or how we dole that out depends on then how fast or quickly we get depleted and then need to recharge and get that energy again, right? So where what we're prioritizing, where we're putting that energy and who we're giving that energy to, right? So I think that that's really important, setting that boundaries. Boundaries is a form of self-care. That is what you're doing. You're saying, hey, I need a minute whether it's a meditation, whether it's going to a retreat, whether it's taking your bath, whether it's watching a program for 30 minutes, you know, watching a show, reading a book for an hour, whatever it is, that's your boundary you set around, please don't bother me. Mm-hmm. So Sunday mornings, I, and I, I'm, people are like, wow, you do that? <laughs> Sunday morning, I don't even touch my phone until pro- literally, don't, I don't even look at it. I don't touch it. I have nothing to do with my phone until maybe 11 or 12 o'clock on mm-hmm. Sundays because I'm going to get up. I'm going to have my meditation. I'm going to have my journaling. I'm gonna, going to read. I'm going to make myself a breakfast. I'm going to just be on Sunday morning and then I will touch my phone. I will get to answering a message or going on social media or whatever it is that I choose to do. But I'm not doing it for that certain amount of time. I leave my phone in the bedroom. I'm on my couch. I don't even look at it. That's my boundary. That's my self care. I love that. I wish I had. <laughs> I wish I had the strength to do that. <laughs> well, I will. I will work on it. That'll be my intention, and we're going to talk about that in a second. I love um, it. Two more points that I just wanted to really just quickly go back to: having your clients look at their values and their purpose. And think about if what they're doing on a day-to-day basis is in alignment with those with those values and the things that they feel they're led to do or like that really fill them up. Um, and if that's hobby, and if that's hobby related, that's community related. There's so much oh, like spillover here into these other things where your values. But you know, so many people don't stop and think, okay, what what do I value? And I love that you take the time with your clients to say, let's, let's evaluate this. Let's sit down and think about what is important to you. You know, is it community? Is it family? Is it, you know, and it can be a bunch of things, you know, it doesn't have to be one or the other, but where are you spending time in the areas that are important to you? Because when you're out of alignment in all of those, what happens? Well, that's the thing when you don't feel well, and I don't mean like really sick, right? Like unhealthy, but when you feel off or you have headaches or something isn't feeling right with you, the last place we think about is our values or being in alignment, right? But when you're not in alignment, you're you're not finding the joy. You're not you're not feeling right. You're not feeling well because you're not doing something that excites you. Or maybe you're going against what you want to actually be doing. Many of us will, and you know, I've been guilty of it, where you say yes to something you really wanted to say no to, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you said yes, and now it just doesn't feel right. You're not in that place where you're giving it your all. You're not being productive. You're not feeling good about it because it was against your value. It was out of alignment with what you actually want to be doing. So. You know, we all see, you know, the posts about, thank God it's the weekend or, oh, another Monday, here comes this job. 
well, what if you woke up and you actually liked going to your job? You know, what if you woke up and you actually loved what you did um, because you were in alignment with who you are? Your values were represented at work. Your values were represented in who you are and what you show up and do every day and what you give to the world. Again, it goes back to that energy, right? You're giving energy to your purpose. You're giving energy to your values. So you should be in alignment with them. This is your life. This is your, no one else's. This is your one life. So being in alignment with yourself, feeling good, knowing that you're working in those values, that's how you cultivate joy and happiness and wanting to get out of bed every day and wanting to be, you know, around others and people and doing your job and doing your work. So I think that's why that's really important. I know for me, when, um, I recently had an example of this. I was in a place that was not in alignment with me and I knew it. I knew it, but I, I kept staying and months went by and, and I just, I kept feeling like, you know, th this is not in alignment. And eventually I made changes and I feel so much better because I did that because I was staying true to who I am. And that's, what's important. And the last thing I want to go back to, and I love that you you tried to sneak this in at the end, even though it's huge. This is this is um, one of those things that we're we're really learning a lot about every day about how gratitude, expressing gratitude, feeling grat gratitude, like just embodying your gratitude has physical and mental impact. It, it can really change how you're feeling and like how you live expressing gratitude and just acknowledging the gratitude for, like you said, your family, your friends, your health, where you live, what you get to do, you know, all your gifts, all these things. Can you dive in a little bit about gratitude some more? Yeah, gratitude is, ugh, gratitude is huge. And I, I know for years, I didn't give it enough thought. I didn't give it credit. You know, I, I, you know, I always said, thank you. Right. I, that's just, you know, I very kind of, you know, I was called Miss Manners at one of my jobs I worked at. I'm always saying, please, thank you. Um, but I didn't really like think about the deep appreciation, right? There's like, oh, thank you. But when you sit in gratitude, that's a deep appreciation for your life. Um, and that again, I know I keep bringing the words up, you know, bringing, getting yourself into joy, but that's what it is, right? When you're grateful for even the little things, right? Like the food in your refrigerator, the cozy bed you slept in, having heat. I mean, it's, I'm in New York, it's cold right now. So <laughs> here in Brooklyn, so I'm very happy I have heat today. Um, so even those little things, but then on the bigger level, right? Like your family, your friends, the job you go to, when you have that gratitude and appreciation, more opportunities open up for you. Um, and when I um, I go back and forth with different tea that I drink, but on the yogi tea, they always have those little like quotes in the tea bag. And I'm always like, oh, it's like a little positivity for in the first thing in the morning. Um, and one of them said, an attitude of gratitude brings opportunity. So when you are grateful, you're going to get more of that because again, energy, you're putting that appreciation energy and that thankful energy out into the universe. And then 
oh, well, here, let me give you more, you know, right? And you're welcoming of ideas. You say yes to more things. I will tell you, Lori, when you asked me to do this podcast, my first gut reaction was no. (laughs) I can't do that. And then I thought, you know what? Yes, I can. And then I said, thank you for giving me this opportunity to do this podcast. To go back to your point about how when you're when you're grateful, things open up and you're open to more. And there, I know there's a woo-woo side to this, but there's also a scientific, like, psychological, you open up your, um, your mindset and you actually are looking for things. You're looking for opportunities. You see opportunities where you didn't before. And it's, it's subconsciously because you are, you're feeling thankful and you're recognizing that the things that are in your life are gifts. Right. Because when you're grateful, now you're positive. You're, you're looking to accept more and it does, it changes your whole brain chemistry and it changes your whole mindset of, I have a joyful life. I have something to be grateful for. I can accept this. Oh, this is a good thing. Let me, I don't want to look at that in a negative way. I want to look at this in a positive way. And you change. You definitely change that. And I hear you on the woo-woo. I like to say I'm half woo, not full woo. Um, but, um, <laughs> I think that's, that's where I am on the woo scale too. Yeah. Like I'm a little woo because I've seen too many things to dismiss it. But at the same time, big fan of science. And I know that there's an explanation there somewhere. I might not understand it, but I know that there's like a reason that we could, you know, somebody can, 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 you know, explain. I'm, I can't, but somebody can as to why this is happening. Right. So like you just said, it changes your brain chemistry. So we have a little bit of science here for anybody Mm -hmm. who's like, wait a second, what's what, um, you know, it does change your, the way your brain is processing what's happening. And it actually just, has been shown to reduce your stress hormone, right? So a little more science there. Um, it can change your sleep quality. So when your sleep is good, there's like a trickle down effect mm-hmm. of all the other ways that you feel better. Um, and it can regulate pain and also other stress symptoms. So mm-hmm. this gratitude, yes. again, really just scratching the surface here, but so many good things come from expressing gratitude on a daily basis. Absolutely. And all of these points, that's why I said, even though it was the last one, it is really big. The reason why I call them points is because they're not steps, right? You don't hit one and go to the next and go to the next. They're like points on a wheel, right? With all of these 13 points, that's how you create this wellness lifestyle. And that's what I firmly believe in. It's more than just the nutrition on your plate or how many times you move your body every day. There's so much more, right? You said gratitude influences sleep. Moving your body influences sleep. They all go in a circular motion together. Once you are really embodying all these, and believe me, I'm not perfect. There's days where I'm like, I'm not meditating today. I'm not, I don't feel like moving. I'm going to stay on this couch. But I know that if when I'm embodying all of these, all 13 of these points, I feel better. Absolutely. And I love that you just pointed out that you're not perfect because I feel like somebody might be listening and going, okay, here's a whole checklist of all these things I have to do every day. And that's a lot. And I'm already overwhelmed. And, um, Here's this, here's this lady who's trying to tell me I could do all these things and she's mastered it and she's like a, a Zen yogi over here. And right. So it's a no. practice, right? It's a practice. We're all, no matter where we are 
on our journey. We're all still working to to kind of balance these 13 points however we can. Absolutely. That's why it's a lifestyle. Like you you get up and you practice it every day, right? Like yoga is called a practice because for me, I'm not mastering it, right? Like I'm practicing it. I'm still understanding and learning about the connection between my breath and my mind and my body. I'm still working on meditation. There's days where I can sit down for a nice 10 minute meditation and I know I'm focused on my breath. And there's days where I've gotten like two minutes in and my to-do list just won't, it won't release me. And I'm like, okay, I I just, I have to give this up today. I'll come back later. Mm -hmm. Right. So no, I'm not perfect, but I do these 13 points because I know that they help. We just covered all your 13 points of wellness, which are amazing. And now can we talk about what does it look like when clients come to you? What are the programs that you offer? I offer a couple different options for working with me. For those who want to get some coaching with me, I offer group coaching. And the reason why I do the group coaching is because I love community. So I love bringing uh, people together. You know, we can learn, you know, from each other, not just me. I mean, I, I have a lot of stuff that I've learned that I teach my clients, but also it's nice to hear from each other and people who are in, you know, in the same boat, maybe have similar goals. So I love the group coaching. Um, but what I do have right now is one-on-one coaching. So it's a, um, both one-on-one and the group are a three-month program. So it's like a 13-week because wellness 13. <laughs> So it's a 13-week program, and we go through all the 13 points of wellness, right? So there's setting goals in the beginning. There's creating a fitness plan, so your workout plan. And then there's also talking about nutrition and meal prepping, and then going through all the other um, points that have to do with well-being, right? Um, I send a nice little welcome packet to all of my clients so that they have anything that they need to go through the program. You can go to my website and you can schedule a call with me. And then we kind of, just for me to learn a little bit about you and what you're looking for. And then you can hear a little bit about me and, you know, what the program offers. So that's one way is the one-on-one coaching, a three-month program and to help you develop your confidence and create your own wellness lifestyle. If you're thinking that's, you know, maybe you don't want to be that in-depth, I also offer monthly workshops. So maybe that's something you want to dive in and you don't want to commit yet to a full coaching program. You can come to a workshop. Again, that's found on the website also. And then the other way to work with me is attending yoga class. So I have a big part of what I do is teaching yoga and also the yoga principles, right? I believe that they fall into the wellness lifestyle and into what I do with coaching. But yoga is very important for that mind-body connection, right? And getting back in touch with our breath and moving the energy through your body, right? Because I know I've mentioned many times that energy is our currency. So moving that energy through our body. We have a lot of stress in our day. And these past couple of years have added a lot more stress. And that has affected our mental well-being. So when we come in with that alignment, whether it's with meditation or breath work or moving through the poses and connecting to that, we build that strong foundation for our body and we build that strong foundation for our mind. And that helps us have these tools to fall back on when the stress of life does come up, 
It's also a form of self-care. You give yourself one hour to attend a class. This is something you're doing for yourself, right? You're not thinking about anything else, although maybe during Shavasana, other things come up. <laughs> but you're really focusing on listening to your body, building that better understanding of your body and that connection to yourself, right? And then you understand all of your needs better. And that allows you to set boundaries. And that allows you to take care of yourself when you have an understanding of who you are. I teach yoga on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, all virtual. It's very beginner level. I call it yoga fundamentals. We're not going to be doing headstands or handstands. It's really for you to develop that connection with yourself. It's for you to move your body um, in a way that feels good for you. I'm just your guide on this journey. And what you make of it is what you make of it. So really coming in and enjoying that, enjoying that class. Um, so those are the couple of ways that you can do that. You can find that also on the website as well. And um, I highly encourage if you've thought about yoga, maybe, but you never really went to a yoga studio or felt that it wasn't really welcoming for you. This is the class for you. I believe that yoga is for everybody, B-O-D-Y, capitals. It is not just, you don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to dress a certain way. It is really open for you and how you want to show up for yourself. That's um, what I strongly believe in yoga. So coaching program, workshops, yoga classes, those are all the ways that you can work with me. And you can sign up for my monthly newsletter and you'll get updates on when those are happening. And also just little a little nugget of um, motivation or little learning tip, you know, each month in the newsletter. And the website is wellness13.com. Tasha, fantastic. I am going to put all of those links in the show notes so that if anybody's interested in attending a workshop, attending a yoga class, or just having a call with you to find out how you can help them architect their wellness journey or their wellness lifestyle, everything will be in the show notes and they will be able to find you. So as we wrap up, what I would love is if you could share your top three wellness tips with our listeners. Absolutely. My top three wellness tips. Number one, and you will be surprised why I put this as number one, but so many people tell me they do not do this, is drink water throughout the day. This is the biggest wellness shift that you can make so quickly for yourself. This is something you can do right now. You can, if you're listening on your phone, get up, walk with your phone into the kitchen, pour yourself a glass of water and drink it right now while you are listening to the end of this podcast. It's so important to drink water throughout the day. I don't think about if I've had eight glasses, nine glasses, I don't think about that. I pour my water and I drink it. But if that's something that you need, you can also find water bottles. You can buy one and they give you the amounts. Pour that, drink it throughout the day. So water is super duper important. So that's number one. My second wellness tip is move your body every day. And that doesn't mean a rigorous exercise, taking a walk, walking around your home if you can't get outside. Just do some stretches, right? Maybe you lift weights. Maybe you have an exercise class. Just find a way to move your body every day. Get up on the, if you sit for your work, get up every hour. Get up every 30 minutes and just take a little lap around your home. Something so that you're moving your body every day. And the third thing is take five minutes to yourself every day and focus on your breath. Just sit in a quiet place that's just for you and feel your breath going in and then coming out. And just sit with that 
If thoughts come and go, that's okay. Let them just go back to the movement, the inhale and exhale of your breath and give yourself just five minutes that it's just for you. So those are my top three wellness tips. Those are all super simple. If we did all three of those, it wouldn't even take 10 minutes, right? How easy is that? And these are really impactful things that you'll feel immediately. Mm -hmm. So I love that you've made it super simple to just feel better. Like 15 minutes from now, you could be living a a totally different life. Yes, absolutely. Um, This has been great, Tasha. I'm going to put all of your links and the link to your website and your socials and uh, your yoga class and how to book a call with you. I'm going to put all those in the show notes so that our listeners can pop in, get whatever they need and connect with you. Thank you again so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Lori. I've had so much fun and I really appreciate it. And I'm so happy to help. Thanks for listening. And if you liked this episode, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Check out our show notes for this episode where you can find any of the links and resources that were mentioned during the show and connect with a health and wellness provider committed to helping you ditch diets and achieve results without restriction. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.